Hey, everyone. Welcome back to A Creative Affair. This is Bree Stockwell, and I am here with Glenn Metcalf, and together we converse about art and all things, I don't know, beautiful. Creative. <laughs> all things creative. creative. Oh That's gosh. our thing. That's a creative <laughs> affair, a- Bree. <laughs> That's right. I must be tired. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's all things about art, of course. Yes, we're of we're course. artisans, aren't we? Artisans. Yes, we love doing all kinds of art, and we're mentors and teachers, and we just love everything creative. Okay, so today we are talking about comparing ourselves to others, and I guess comparison in general. So I'm interested to see where this conversation goes. Len, this is going to be a hundred percent. Yes, darling. Do you compare your work to others? Uh, I'm going to have to think hard about whether I'm doing it right now or not. But uh, (laughs) in the past, of course I have, and um, it's caused me great stress. (laughs) Same. Great stress. Have you found that too? Yeah. And I, I kind of did that, you know, here's the thing is, I think as humans, this is sort of natural, especially when we're trying to find our way in whatever it is that we're doing. It's kind of natural to um, make a comparison like, oh, this is what they're doing. Maybe I can hit that bar or, you know, I mean, I kind of feel terrible saying this, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I think my work is better than theirs. And, (laughs) but here's the thing is, it's more like, look at all the amazing things they're doing. And I think my work is better. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that one. Like I would never say like, and I don't even know who those artists would be right now, but for me, um, but I know I've had those thoughts before. And probably if you're listening to this, you're like, oh yeah, I've had that thought too. So it's just natural that we, that we think this way because we want to know, we want to have some sort of real time gauge of, of where we are and how we're doing. And without it, we kind of feel sometimes a little bit lost. And so how do you deal with that, Len? Like, how have you Um, progressed past the, my stuff is better than theirs. Oh, look, their stuff is better than mine. Cause I think we've both moved on mostly moved, I say mostly because I find myself in this trap sometimes, but like, I, I think we've both mostly moved on from this. So how do you, how are you doing that now? Um, by comparing myself to myself, so making that the more interesting comparison to be playing with and working with rather than comparing with others. So to turn it internally, uh, my work against my own work and what I'm doing and having that internal dialogue going on. Uh, I think that comparisons are a natural part of uh, being human. I, I, I was talking to the Royal Photographic Society the other night and I was doing a talk on contrasts uh, in black and white because the contrast is the main thing. And I think it's a big thing in photography. And I came across an idea where someone said, you know, without a contrast, something doesn't exist. And so without day, there is no night. We would just live in 24 hours. We wouldn't even have 24 hours because we use that structure around day and night anyway. And we wouldn't even have a word for something that exists all the time that we don't have any comparisons to. And another really beautiful one is we don't have blue without yellow because that's how our eyes work. And so I I think um, we also 
as humans have a very deep psychology where we group things that are similar together and we're able to sort for similarity and we're also able to sort for difference. And so I think we're actually very, very hardwired to compare ourselves um, and our work to other people and uh, to each other. We compare our form performance. Um, there's so many comparisons going on all the time that we actually need to train ourselves out of it uh, into a healthy way because, as you said, and I admitted straight up, is that it was very, very unhealthy for me in the way that I first started with that or where I found myself in it probably lost in comparing myself with other people's work and getting depressed about it or feeling anxious about it or, you know, worrying about other that comparison so much that it stifles your art. So I think a, a really good question is how do you train yourself away for it, from it? And, and one way has been as to become more inwardly focused for me. Uh, do you have any ways that's, that's um, helped you get to a healthy Personally. comparison? And, and what maybe even before I ask that question is, what is a healthy comparison to have and what's an unhealthy one? And maybe that's a good question to be asking at this point. Well, I think, and I don't even know if I want to classify these things into healthy or unhealthy. I think it's more of a notice and I, I want to pull back to what you said about how it influences our art in, in kind of a negative way, because when we do all this comparison and let it affect us, we create a lot of mental drama for ourselves. And there's a lot of up and down emotion. Like we see somebody's work and, you know, then we, then we feel bad because we're not there yet, or we see someone else's work and we lift ourselves up. So we're constantly cycling up and down, depending on what, you know, what comparison that we're making today. And it's exhausting. And so one of the huge ways that it affects us is like, we want, we need energy and we need our headspace to create and to have like more of the creativity that we want. And so when we allow ourselves to be in this, like such a dramatic space, then it kind of zaps our energy and we don't have the creativity that we really desire or more of what we could have if we weren't in that space. So I think healthy versus unhealthy, or sure, you could call it unhealthy if you want to, but I just, I want to point out like that's one of the things that those kind of comparisons do for us or that situation that it creates for ourselves. And then you can decide based on that knowledge, if that's what you're doing, then you get to decide what it is, like how you want to move forward. Because this is a lot of the work that I do as a coach is making decisions, noticing what, you know, what's happening for me and then making decisions on how I move forward. And so if I, if I said, I don't want all that drama in my life, all that comparison drama, then what do I do? You know? And so maybe the healthy way, if you want to call it that, is yes to look at your own work and compare. And then what was the question? Because I pulled way back. So what was the question that you asked me, Lynn? Do you remember? Oh, how do you, um, uh, how did you get to a healthy way? Ah, like okay. What is it yeah. and what is it? And uh, um. <laughs> So I think getting to that space is, was just recognizing what the other way comparison 
we're going to call it unhealthy and healthy because it's just easier. Because <laughs> I've but already like said the, it. <laughs> I know, right? But I'm. I just wanted to point that out that it doesn't have to be unhealthy. You just want to notice why it is that way for you. Like, what is it doing for you? Why would we want to call it unhealthy? So for me, I had to notice that that's what was happening, and see the results of what. I was creating and I don't really like, I decided I don't really like putting myself above anyone else or below anyone else or putting other people below me like, Ooh, I'm not, I'm better than they are or, or I'm not as good as this other person because this is art. Like who, who cares, you know, for <laughs> sure. I mean, we all create beautiful things and I'm, I know for a fact that there are people selling amazing work that are just using crayons, just crayons, you know? So who knows what, you know, art is going to appeal to other people. So it doesn't really matter. So what I had to do was notice all that and then pull back and go, okay, but where do I see my, like, where am I personally growing and where might I have been last year and find some evidence of, Oh, look, I learned this. Oh, look, I learned this. I like this work as a collection. Like, I think I could even be like, oh, I made a collection versus just one-off images. Like, how am I growing and how am I improving? And Mm. that is the comparison. I think it's more of a time comparison or a work comparison. I even see, I know I'm doing a lot of talking. I even see like right now that because I've been working on improving my photography, just getting really clean images straight from camera because I have less to do when I edit and it (laughs) feels really great to make a beautiful image right away. So, so I can see how I've improved in that and I'm comparing my work from later, but I'm not beating myself up about the stuff that I did before. I'm just, I'm just noticing the difference. Mm, mm. I'm sorry. That was a lot of words. Oh, the garbage in, garbage out, they say is the (laughs) saying around that. But, and I totally right. agree that if you have better raw material to work with, the, the better the work will be because then it's, it's much easier and quicker to work on. Uh, one of the interesting things that you said there um, is competition. And, I, I, you know, I was giggling and laughing out loud that, <laughs> you know, isn't it strange that we have art competitions and we have winners and uh, social media and our modern life has actually encouraged and uh, proliferated. I can't even say the Proliferated. Yeah, that word. This idea that, you know, that how many likes you get is really special and important and some of these things that, um, you know, popularity and uh, et cetera, et cetera, whereas art cannot be a competition because – the really, really interesting works of art um, are so new and different that they confront people and they're not immediately recognised as being something special. And the ones that are uh, emerging from the um, the masses that are really, really popular are pretty blur, <laughs> if that's a word. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, it's an average you know, and this is what a, you know, computer generated art makes this sort of average work rather than the exceptional creative stuff that's really exciting and, and on the edge. And I, I think when we're thinking about comparisons, 
we accident we're accidentally getting sucked in to this notion that it um there's uh some sort of competition involved in it and you know measuring myself against someone else as an artist is a incredibly uh, dangerous and that's where I I came up with the word unhealthy it's you know we can look at a really beautiful artwork and what we and I think that that's a really good thing to be doing so we're looking at a really beautiful artwork as you say we can control our thoughts as they come into us and what we do with them so we can uh, admire the artwork and one thought which is I think is the negative one is well my work shit because it's not as good as that one and then I end right. up in a negative space going down that road and comparing like oh how did they do that how come mine isn't as good and geez my stuff's no- oh my stuff's so bad I'm going to give up painting like some of us end up down that road and then a really healthy way is oh geez, I, I really love that blue over there. I, I'm going to take a bit of that and bring that into my art because I really like it. And they take the, the same artwork and pull it in, in a positive framework and, and go, well, I might like to include some of that in there. Well, there's one thing that I do, which isn't about how do I include that into mine. I just go, oh, geez, that feels really nice. I'm just going to enjoy looking at it and not get too analytical and just see where my mind wanders to and not even think about my own artwork and just enjoy the experience of looking at the painting or the listening to the music and being there without even bringing my own work into the question or into the discussion in my mind and just let it be and have my own relationship with this artwork rather than bringing my own work into that conversation. So very much about mind control there, isn't it? And saying, well, what should I be doing whilst I'm enjoying other people's art? You know, uh, this reminded me of an email that I received maybe yesterday. I can't remember. Anyway, it's from one of our listeners and she sent some beautiful work that she'd been working on because she she was talking about our episode on creative cross-training. And I said, I wonder how this will influence your photography. And I think that's such a great question to ask ourselves when we're looking at other people's art or when we're listening to music. Like, I wonder how this will influence what I do, you know, versus, and this is part of being curious, right? So (laughs) is being in that space where you're present and then also wondering, like, I wonder if this will influence me or how it will influence me versus like being so concerned about how your work compares to theirs or, you know, being in, yeah, being in this competition. So yeah, so interesting. I'm going to link to our episode on creative curiosity because that one is such a great one to listen to, to be in this space where you're present and how do you do that? And what kinds of questions do you want to ask yourself? Yes. Mm. Can I talk about competition for a minute? Yeah, please do. (laughs) I think competitions are so interesting and I probably have a different outlook on competitions than a lot of other people because I see competitions as a way to, I think a lot of people see them as a way to be recognized, you know, to uh, maybe get your name in front of other people that you know, would never have seen your work, you know, so it can be good in that respect. So, uh, you know, because how do you get your name out there, right? Like, how do you show other people like 
how great your work is, right? So we're talking about giving ourselves like, you know, feedback and judging our own work. I think my work is getting better and I want to show people. So how do I do that? But also, I think we could also look at competitions as a way to celebrate so many different people and see what work is coming from the community. And um, I don't know, there's good and bad, but that's part of the good that I see in like competitions, which can be kind of a comparison, you know? So I kind of like them, but I'm really careful which ones I enter. Hardly any. Mm. It's <laughs> Probably a, same for you. <laughs> oh, um, I, I, I keep giving, I, I try them and I give up again. And um, I, it's a mental game that I really wrestle with. And I, I struggle with that comparison mode. I struggle with judging them. Um, I find it a, a very confronting process and whenever I do judge a competition, I actually give everyone a lecture and like a serious lecture and like, this is just my opinion and I hope you would disagree with me. And, and you know, art is about personal interactions and I, I like to explain why I chose particular works and uh, for the personal reasons and that I'm not ever judging a work to be best I'm judging it to be the most engaging to me and uh, that engagement is usually for very, very incredibly personal reasons and I go out of my way to explain those to people as to why I am so engaged with that artwork and why I would give it first place or second place or a highly commended. Actually, I did that once at a uh, an art prize, like a, a major painting prize and there were hundreds and hundreds of people standing around as I was um, explaining this to them. And uh, so many of the artists came up and thanked me for um, reminding everybody that it wasn't the best artwork. It was the one that spoke the most to me rather than um, a, a comparison of every other's, which, I, I, you know, I fell into that trap for so many years that thinking that a, a competition, and I still struggle when it comes to me entering one, I still struggle. And so one way to do that is just to opt out of them and go, oh, well, it's too much mental anguish for me. Maybe I should just stop, you know, banging my head against a brick wall and give up on that sort of approach because it obviously isn't working. And yeah, taking my work out and actually physically showing them to people is a much better approach for me personally. Yeah. It's about figuring out like do you want your name out there? Do you want people to see your work? You know, what does that, what does that look like for you? And I, I totally see you as that person that wants to show people a printed image and say, what kind of emotions is this bringing up for you? You know, like you want to have the conversation about your work versus, Hey, does that look better than that person's over there? <laughs> you know? oh. so, <laughs> totally. I really crave that conversation and I have it um, in depth. And the deeper the conversation is about the work, the more exciting it is. And learning what other people see in it is so, so valuable for me. And I think that this all boils down and something that you started off with is that for each of us, comparisons mean different things and we use it different ways to uh, motivate us or destroy us and, and you know it, it can be actually a choice and I think that's one of the biggest secrets to creativity is figuring out how you work and uh, I think it's 
well, it is. This is the basis of our beautiful podcast and this gorgeous conversation that we keep having is trying to understand ourselves. And then we are, we are hoping that by sharing these experiences with everyone that there's an understanding that's, that's forming for you about, oh, the journey is actually to understand me. And the yeah. more I understand how I work as a creative, the better I become as a creative and it, it keeps unfolding and uh, there isn't a right way. The only, the best way is your way and the one that works for you and getting rid of the things that doesn't work for you. And so the unhealthy comparison bit, how do you get rid of it? And, uh, and, and we're not saying don't try it because I think a lot of the times we have to try some things and see. And then if we find ourselves in this space where we're like, oh, this isn't working, then you want to rethink, oh, you know, your approach. So I think that's a lot of what life is, is just trying something or, and art and creative creativity, try something, see if it works. If it doesn't keep what is working and get rid of what isn't and try again. Right. Mm. So it's kind of, I mean, I I do this all the time. Uh, I was going to say something. Oh, I want to say that I think being able to look at other people's work and enjoy it has a lot to do with our own personal confidence and how confident we feel and secure we feel in our own work and what we're creating. And I think when we can be in that space where we know how to judge our, you know, do the comparison of our own work and not feel bad about the stuff that we've made that maybe isn't so great, you know, and how maybe even some recent things aren't so great. I think if we can be in that, that kind of a neutral space, then we can look at other people's work and really just be able to enjoy it. I really think it all boils down to, um, or at least part boils down to confidence in our own creative selves and, how secure do we feel with what we're doing now? Because if you don't feel secure and excited and confident about what you're already making, chances are you're going to fall into the that kind of like comparison trap that that unhealthy place where you're putting people down and you're lifting you're lifting yourself up and you're putting yourself down by lifting other people up, you know. And how do we do that? Like, how do we be in that space where we can be confident about our work? Because that will allow us to really enjoy what other people are also doing, right? Yes, I, I agree with you totally there. And one of the things that comes up there for me is also, uh, it's also another topic for us to talk about, but is being present. Mm-hmm. Some people seem to be able to be more present with what they're doing um, at the time without so much backstory going on. And others, and I'm one of these, the, the backstory to quieten it down is really, really hard work sometimes. And because it's, when I say backstory, I mean, the, my mind is consciously having discussions inside about particular things and thoughts are going off and I can lose my presence with my thoughts and I'm, I totally drift off what I'm doing. So if I'm standing in front of a beautiful artwork and that's happening in my mind, uh, I can end off totally dazed in another whole world thinking about something totally tangential uh, and that other times I can be, I don't know if focused is the right word because it's not focused, 
um, immersed, immersed, and and being present, and uh, my mind is wandering through the artwork, and I also use that as a guide to how how good the artwork is. But sometimes that's actually me and not the artwork, and yeah. other times it's the quality of the artwork and the really amazing pieces. I just go off into them, but sometimes it's my my internal discussions are uh, overwhelming and they take over. So I get lost in that sort of process of, of not being present. And, uh, I, you know, if I had one thing that I want to work on is learning to be more present more often for most of the time. And uh, we, we must interview um, my mate Evan. He talks quite deeply about how his journey to creativity actually grew dramatically the more he practiced being present in life mm. and uh, getting rid of all those other thoughts and, and just being, he actually started with brushing his teeth. So um, I think that's an incredibly important thing is how to get rid of these thoughts that are dragging us away. And one of the ones that they get we get dragged down is bringing our own self-work into it, doesn't it? Yeah. And and I call this mental drama or like men, the mental chatter. It's just that chatter that goes on. I really think we should talk about being present because it's not about getting rid of the thinking. It's about putting it on pause for a little bit. If And then later you can decide, you can make decisions about whether or not you want to address all of that thinking. So yeah, it's so fun. So Because I find myself cycling back. How often do we find ourselves cycling back to like the same sort of thinking over and over and over again, even though that's not what we decided we wanted to do? <laughs> so, you know, every once in a while I'll be on social media and I'll just find myself feeling terrible. And I'm like, why am I feeling so terrible right now? And I'll go, oh, I'm doing that comparison thing again. And this hasn't <laughs> happened that often because I've really trained myself to get on and just enjoy, you know, enjoy other people's work. Oh my goodness, I'm going to save that one. Oh my goodness, I got to share that one, you know, and I'm going to make a comment on that or message someone if they share something in their story or, you know, this is my, this is my social time, <laughs> you know, so it becomes more fun for me versus all of the drama about comparison. So I've talked to a lot of people and I've had, you know, discussions or I've, I've minorly participated in discussions where people are like, I'm taking a break from social media because I, I can't handle all of the stuff. And I think a lot of it is us saying, I need a mental break from judging myself. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm on social media. And, and I think that's totally fine. I think it, that is something like a circumstance that we can change. And I'm always about it, except if you don't come back to it, except if you don't circle back around and then address the real problem that you see that's happening, which is I'm negatively judging my own self. So how can I use this time to become confident and secure? And then when I come back on, it's a more enjoyable, you know, experience for me. Cause I don't know, I like being on, I like seeing other people's work and I do not love the experience of judging negatively my own work. So I'm always like, how can I keep from feeling terrible. Because <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to happen, but how can I do this? How can I have a really positive experience here? I'm always looking for ways to hack that, even though I know it's, you know, 
we have ups and downs. It's a fascinating thing. I call it circular thinking in my head when I keep going back to the same thought and one, and I get stuck there and I also get stuck there emotionally and I, I wonder um, how much of that stuck thinking is because I haven't still dealt with something that's um, causing me to go around and around. Hey, Len. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, well, I've also <laughs> just been learning more recently how important it is to feel the feelings rather than yes. to avoid them, which has been my MO, my modus operandus for most of my life. I, mm-hmm. You know, if I have a heartbreak, I run away or I go and do something else or I work harder um, rather than actually stopping and feeling sad or feeling these things. So by avoiding them, I find myself more in that circular thinking. And, yes, uh, yes. It is, isn't it? And <laughs> yes. so this brings us back to our work, you know, making art is an emotional experience and it's one full of love, hate, disappointment, <laughs> beauty, <Judgment>. surprise, <laughs> judgment, like so many things, like we could put that in like in a bucket with as having a relationship with our art and it's full of love and hate, angst and anguish. Like there's so many different, and I'm using lots of varied words there because it is like that. You, you make something and you make it with so much energy and enthusiasm and everything and it's crap. And this is just me talking about my own work. No one labeling anyone else's, but. Yeah, well, we listen, we all do this and I totally do this too. I'm like, oh, that's crap. Yeah. And um, it's not, but that's just how we feel because it isn't what we were trying to achieve. We were trying to do something else and we can't even see how beautiful something is that we've just made. And uh, I've written a really beautiful article about this. I'm actually going to put it into a book very shortly about acceptance. Like I I think learning to have a much more accepting view of your own work and allowing it to be what it is without trying to force it is very, very healthy and uh, works incredibly well for me. And stopping comparing it to other people's work and only comparing it to itself even or not even comparing it to itself in the end, just enjoying it or um, letting it be. So I either love something or I just try not to think about it. <laughs> so the other stuff just gets pushed aside in maybe like, you know, like I was talking about, I ignore and run away from things instead of analyzing as to why it's not working. I just look at the ones that are and talk and concentrate and think about, well, why do I love this? Why does it work? Why do other people love it? What's going on? So I'm, I'm trying to keep myself in that non-comparison but positive frame of mind that drives me along. And um, I find that incredibly powerful. And the, the bottom line for that is one of acceptance, of just letting go of trying to control everything so much and uh, letting it be a bit out of control. Let it be this what it so is good. meant to be. <laughs> that was so good. I really love that. This is such a great reminder to me to let things go. As I'm thinking about some of the watercolor play that I'm doing. So I I kind of hinted at I was thinking that. about that when I was talking that, you know. <laughs> I knew you were talking right at me. <laughs> 
I'm like, okay, fine. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. So, it's fine. so the backstory is a little bit, I have, I have said like, I think through this podcast, I'm like, oh, I, d- I didn't think that I could paint because I, I don't know how to sketch. Like, I just don't know how to sketch. And so I thought I had to be able to sketch to paint and, and it's totally not true. And I brought it up again, I think in our chat with Takis Walter, I'll, I'll link to that in the notes too. This was creative February. And so today is actually the last day of February. And I have been playing with watercolor this month and I really just allowed myself to play with it. And I'm slowly trying to give up control, but Len was speaking like straight at me. Like you can let it go. You can accept some of the imperfections. It's okay. (laughs) And I found myself like judging a lot and, um, you know, my own work, right. And maybe even making comparisons to some other new work that I've seen, you know, watercolor. And I'm like, well, of course, of course I'm not to where the other person is because I have not, I don't even know how this paint interacts on this paper. Like I, of course I don't know. I haven't had enough experience yet. And that's also not a problem, you know? So anyway, it's been a really interesting experience to try something new and to be in that space of a real like beginner learner again. And I think if you want to shake things up, you can totally do that. It's kind of fun to see like what comes up for you when you try something new. So anyway, I really love playing around with all of this mental work, these, these mental gymnastics of comparison. And I am kind of in closing, I just want to be in that space where I'm looking at my own work with love. I love this love acceptance and acceptance and me being able to make sometimes ruthless and really conscious decisions about my work, but not in a space where I feel terrible, like because I want to, because I want to decide that some of my stuff isn't that great. And I can also decide at the same time to really push forward and move forward. Like how is it, how is comparison going to help us motivate us to move forward and do better work? Because I think that's what helps us get to better work. What do you what do you say, Len? It it does. I, I it's a it's a delicate tightrope balance, isn't mm-hmm. it? To to, yeah. to move along this this pathway, and we do need challenges. We we do need wake up calls. We do need to nearly slip over. Actually, we need we need to totally crash and hit hit the ground um, to see where where things aren't working. To to you know shake us up. Like, should art making be just all all lovey-dovey and positive like I want it to be? And the reality is it isn't. It's messy. um, It's dirty. It's um, confronting. It's emotional. It's disappointing. Um, There's all these other things that happen. And, you know, art making is is like life. It has ups and downs and uh, it isn't always one road. So, um, uh, figuring out how to, you know, journey along it. Um, well, hopefully that's not such a, a bad metaphor there, but, um, and, and finding the path that works for you and the way to walk it, not so much where the end point is, but, you know, wandering beautifully, you know, how do you navigate and, and move along it in a, in a way that's healthy and helpful for you and that is fulfilling and, for me, this really comes back down to why am I doing it? And that the bottom line is for fun. 
I, I want to do it for my own self-growth, for my own gratification, for my own love, for my own enjoyment. And as I keep framing it on those sort of things, well, I have every right to try and avoid as many crashes as I can and uh, uh, as much angst as I can along the path too. And just a reminder for everyone, you're human. <laughs> and it's such a messy and beautiful like thing to be. <laughs> so, and it's all of these things, right? And so you are human and it's just a beautiful, I, I love the beautiful and the messy. And it's just such a great reminder that beautiful and messy and imperfect can be, feel really amazing. And how could you even compare that to somebody else's beautiful, messy, amazing? Mm. (laughs) It has to be your own. Yeah, own it, Um, accept it, ride with it, and, and, and figure out the best way to go along with it is that. And so one of these ones is uh, when I start comparing myself to others or I compare my artwork to others, I have a choice, and Bree and I agree on this just beautifully, that we actually have a mental choice as to what we're going to do with that. Which pathway do we take that thinking down and how do we go about it? And it's not inevitable that we end up in a bad place Um with it, we actually have a choice to go, oh, I, I don't have to do those thoughts. I can take them somewhere else. And it's just a matter of practice and being uh, incredibly conscious about it. Uh, and you can remove some of those problems that all these angsts that turn the up drama. along the way. The drama. The drama. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Len, you want to close us out? Yeah, it is time, isn't it? It's time to say farewell to everyone. Thank you for another lovely conversation, Bree, and thank you for those lovely letters that are coming in. Um, They're so wonderful to read and um, uh, we love the support and encouragement. Uh, I think we're just closing in on um, quite a few thousand downloads at the moment and that's really, really exciting for Bree and I that this is actually growing and uh, we – and. It has meaning for other people. So thank you very much for those people that are reaching out and telling us because what you're doing is you're encouraging us to make more and uh, to keep going. So thank you for that. Please do. Uh, on anything, social media, write an email. Why don't you even rate us on your podcast app? That would be a um, pretty cool thing to do, write a review. Anyway, um, we would love to hear from you. And if you have questions or suggestions for us to talk about, please do reach out to us. And um, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, y'all. See you (laughs) next time. Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to these creative conversations, please share with a friend, subscribe, and leave us a review. To find out more about Len, including his photography, Len's journal, and inspiring quarterly publication, tours, workshops, and his new art school, The Artist Club, visit lenmetcalf.com. For more about me, Bree Stockwell, visit creativemindscoach.com. There you can subscribe to my Monday motivation emails, learn more about the art of sustainable creativity, check out my own creative work, and access searchable transcripts of these episodes. See you next time.